They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 21 of Soul Food titled No Rest. In this episode, we're going to talk about trials in the world. We'll talk about leaving the world at any moment. And finally, we'll talk about the unknown end to one's life. So after realizing the limitations and constrictions of the world, as Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salam then informs us, and he says, the world is intrinsically a place of troubles and you won't find rest in it for three reasons. So he tells us that the world is like a prison for the believer. And now he's telling us you won't find rest in it for three reasons. One, because you are the target of calamities and tribulations. So this world is an abode of troubles and worries. And also the human being is the target of those things. That they those bad things happen to human beings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْصٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ Allah says, we will certainly test you with a touch of fear and famine and loss of property, life and crops. Give good news to those who patiently endure. الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ those who when they are faced with a disaster they say surely to Allah we belong and to him we will all return they are the ones who will receive Allah's blessings and mercy and it is they who are rightly guided So we remember in those difficult situations when we face a calamity or a disaster or a loss that we return to Allah and that this place is temporary and that this place is an abode of worries and difficulties. Imam al-Haddad radiallahu anhu, he says that the way that you find rest in the world is by giving up on finding rest in it. In other words, when you realize that the world is not a place of permanence and that you're not going to find everything that you're looking for here in the dunya, you're then able to let go and you won't be disappointed. But the problem, a lot of people become even more sad and worried at the dunya because they expect it to be perfect. They expect it to be the place where they're going to fulfill all of their dreams and aspirations. And how many people are chasing this ever-elusive sense of happiness? If I just do this, I'm going to be happy. If I just do the next thing, I'm going to be happy. And 10, 20, 30, 40 years go by, and they're still not happy. So Imam al-Haddad says, when you give up on finding rest in the dunya, that's when you're actually going to find that sense of peace and rest because you're no longer disappointed. 
and look at how much the Prophet Muhammad Allah's beloved, look at how much he struggled in this world and how many difficulties he faced. So it shows us that if you're beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it doesn't mean that this world just becomes easy and that you're given everything that you desire and hope for. Now, we always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be gentle with us. And we ask Him to ward off hardships from us. And we always turn to Him. But we also realize that we won't find what we're truly looking for in the dunya. That that's not, it's not the end-all be-all. And it's not our goal. So that's the, the first thing is that the world is a place of trials and troubles. This brings us to the second point, leaving the world at any moment. So then the author says in Miftah al-Sara'ir that the second reason that you won't find rest in the world is you cannot find permanence in the world such that you can rest in it. And the angel of death is pursuing you and you do not know when he will pounce on you, which you have no say in, a time which you have no say in. So how can someone find rest when this is his state? So this shows us that when a person realizes that they could leave the world at any moment and that the angel of death is pursuing them and that there's an appointed time, how can that person really feel at peace in the dunya? There was once a, a king who built this beautiful palace and all the architects and engineers were in awe of the final product. And he would bring, you know, multiple experts to come look at his palace to point out any flaw in the design and structure. And everyone would say, you know, this is the most beautiful, most perfectly designed and built palace. And they couldn't see any flaws in how it could be improved. So then once a righteous man passes by and studies the palace, he's looking at it. So the king asks him, you know, can you see any flaw in this palace? And the righteous man, he says, yes, I, I actually do see a flaw. So the king was amazed because all of these experts said that it was perfect and they couldn't see any, anything wrong with the design and the architecture. And they said it was perfect and they gave their full approval. So the king says, okay, well, what is the flaw? And the righteous man, he says, it's beautiful, but the flaw is that the one who lives here will eventually die. That's its flaw. So then the king, he understood the lesson. He said, you know what? You're right. You're right. That this is not, it can't be perfect because it's not permanent. But who reside in the palaces of paradise, they don't die. They live therein forever. So this shows us that another meaning of not being able to rest in the world, it's like someone who is at a bus stop and gets too comfortable at a bus stop. You would just say, hold on, you're about to leave. Why are you settling down here when this is just a very temporary midpoint that you're going somewhere else and you're not meant to stay here? So that's another meaning of not being able to find rest in the world. This brings us to the last point, the unknown end to one's life. As Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salam anhu then says, you are susceptible when you live in this world. You are susceptible to the danger of your life's end. And this is really the, the significance, the importance, 
the risk, the gravity of what occurs at the end of one's life, the seal to one's life, what is called in Arabic al-khatimah, that moment when you pass, it defines your entire life. And then he says, and we ask Allah for a good ending, for husnul khatima. Whoever does not know how his life will end at the moment of death, how can he rest? If someone is in the world and says, I don't know if I'm going to die upon iman or die upon disbelief. I don't know if I'm going to die in a state of obedience or a state of disobedience. How can you get comfortable when you don't know how your life is going to end? And scholars say a person generally dies according to the way they lived. So if you live a life of goodness and righteousness and you commit yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's one of the greatest means that you can take to seek out a husnul khatima, to seek out a good end to your life. And if a person is in heedlessness and disobedience and is distant from Allah and that's how they live their entire lives, then that's generally how they're going to expect to end their lives. Although Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He does what He wills. He can bring someone who is disobedient at the very last moment and make them someone who is near to Him. But we don't rely on that because we don't know if that's going to happen or not. So we take the means available to us. So Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu he never felt so sure that he would be granted paradise, even though he was promised paradise, but he never allowed that to make him arrogant or feel this sense of guarantee that he would be given paradise. And he never allowed himself to become comfortable. He was always in a state of turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and balancing out hope and fear, right? having both hope and fear and a fear that helps us not become so comfortable in the world that we fall into sin because we don't know how it's all going to end. We don't know how that last moment before we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ultimately going to be. But if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does grant us a good end and we die upon a state of iman, then everything that comes after that is a celebration and a source of joy. If a person at that moment, when they leave the world, they die upon iman and they die upon love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and love of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and yearning to meet Allah, then everything that comes after that is a celebration. When Sayyiduna Bilal radiallahu anhu wa arda, when he was on his deathbed, his wife was saying, you know, what a calamity. What a difficulty that we're experiencing because he's about to die. Sayyidina Bilal, عنه, the one who's going through death, he says, rather, you should say, what a celebration. What a celebration. What a moment of joy. And she said, what do you mean? How, how could you say that at this specific moment? And he said, غَدًا أَلْقَ Tomorrow I will be with my loved ones, Muhammad and Wasuhbah, Muhammad and his companions. When I leave this world, and he had that certainty for a number of reasons, because he knew that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa what he says is the truth, and he said, Al Maru Ma'man Ahab, 
A person is with those he loves, and he knew without a doubt that he loves the Prophet Muhammad So he said, tomorrow I will be with my loved ones, Muhammad and his companions At that most difficult moment, when he received that good ending, was in a state of celebration and joy and bliss. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us that. And as Shaykh Abu Bakr bin Salam then, radiallahu anhu, makes a dua. And may we all be included in this dua. He says, Oh Allah, protect us from sadness as long as we are in this world. Through contentment in you and submitting to your decree, so that we become people of happiness and joy, finding intimacy with you. Ya Kareem, Ya Rahim, O most generous and most merciful. O Allah, I ask you to give me the good news that you give those whom you love from among your righteous servants. O Allah, ease our affairs, give our sins, restore, elevate, guide, pardon, and forgive us. Gaze upon us while you are pleased with us and forgive our previous sins, O forgiver of sins and coverer of faults. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are certain righteous servants that they receive good news while they are in this world that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, has granted them a place in paradise and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored them. And the angels come to them and say that We are your allies. We are your supporters in the life of this world and in the hereafter. And that when they enter paradise, they will be given even more glad tidings. So he says, Oh Allah, we ask you that you give us all of that and that you forgive our sins and cover our faults. So this brings us to the call to action. All of this, this conversation about not having rest in the world, it is meant to show us our need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and help us realize our servitude. It's not meant to make us despair. It's not meant to make us hope, but rather to realize that this world that we're in, the dunya, it's like a ferocious ocean with all of these violent waves and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has extended to us a rope. He has given us a life raft. And that we have to hold on tight to that. We should never despair and never lose hope. But that we actually take guidance and take the Quran and the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and hold on to them tightly and seriously. So one of the most comprehensive du'as we can make is to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for husnul khatima, a good seal to our lives, so that our lives end in iman and that we die upon yearning to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the call to action is to say in abundance, Ya Allah bi husnul khatima, Ya Allah bi husnul khatima, O oh Allah, grant us husnul khatima, grant us a good end. And that dua and the transliteration and translation will be in the show notes. So the call to action is to say that abundantly, especially in these blessed nights. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allahumma innaka afoon tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anna ya kareem. Oh Allah, you are the pardoner and you love to pardon. So pardon our sins, O most generous. 
and grant us a good end to our lives and make the greatest of our days the day that we meet you. وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم والحمد لله رب العالمين. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm or search for Soul Food in your favorite podcast player. And while you're there, take a minute to leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.